You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. My name is Rusty and this is episode number 80. This is part two of our discussion we started last episode, so if you haven't heard that, make sure you go back and have a listen. On this podcast, Andrew and Greg join me, so I'll throw it over to the man with the golden tonsils, Greg Badco. I'm actually just skimming through a a site with the rumours on new releases on the SHOT Show. Okay, yep. So just keep talking, Sam. I'm hoping to find a little gem in here. Well... It'll only be a rumour, but... Rumours rumors at this point are fine. That's uh, nothing wrong with that. Andrew, any other things you've seen that you're excited about? Um, funny you mention that because I just I happened to glance at my phone briefly. I know I shouldn't while I'm talking. but uh, <sighs> All good. But well, uh, I'm just watching a Hunting HQ video here about a a saw, folding saw. Is that you, Greg? I, yeah, I watched that great. one a little earlier tonight too. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really... But yeah, it's uh, more, wonderful. For your, more for your campers and... Backpack hunters. <laughs> Before I forget again, yeah, um, sorry. This uh, well, it was brought to my attention actually on the weekend when we were having a shoot. Um, you had a set of scope rings by Porter Machine Works. I did. Yeah, yeah. and so I, they looked very good, um, Australian made, and uh, I got in touch with Ian Porter, and to be, um, he's he's got some good stuff coming. Yeah, yeah some cool. mini mounts and. He's sort of fairly adaptable, I think. Um, and look, his product looked first rate. So, you know, for some some of the uh, guys that are in the market for, you know, fairly well top end rings, but they're not super expensive. They they struck me as being very reasonably priced. Yeah. Uh, obviously mm. not being released at Shot Show. I would doubt <laughs> he's actually in Shot Show, but um, <laughs> yep. yeah, good good to see from an Australian maker anyway. So. Spent a bit of time with him uh, when we we're in Sydney, and he's a very switched on bloke. And really keen. Used to work for Lithgow. Mm. And, yeah, making rings. And they're good rings. And they're, well, they're really well priced. He's, he's put that price sort of sub or around the $200 mark. Mm. And for the quality level of rings they are, there's there's nothing else at that price point. You yeah. really, you know, you either take a major cut in quality or you have or to pay a bit more. Yep, or, yep, yep. You know, he's, 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 he's found not, the niche. Well, he's not far off price-wise. Like, he's he's only a little bit cheaper than his, you know, direct yeah. competitors. Yeah. But he's a little bit cheaper. And he's Australian-made. Yeah. And he's, he's a, you know, it's a, it's a, a one-man show yeah, yeah. who's doing the right thing. Yep. Yeah, well, see, the, the set of rings that, you know, we had down for when we were having a shoot... Um, they look good to me, and mm. I, so I'd, I'd been in email contact with him, and uh, well, they, and they were they were prototypes as, yeah. as a major wear. They they not they weren't final versions, and, mm. and actually mm. a couple of the points you brought up with them, of of oh this would be nicer if this would f- be done this way, or this would be done that way, uh, are the things that he's actually changed. Yeah, and so I've been in contact with him since then, and he said you know he made it quite clear that they were prototypes, um, and I said well, you know. It, th- that was sort of indicated to me, but they they look good. I mean, the design looks good. They're solid. Yeah, they're um, sound, aren't they? They're the like machining on them is like you can't fault it. No. They, they're a well-made piece of kit. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't hesitate to put them on a, a rifle. So mm. yeah, no, I, um, I tried to, and then realised the base I had wasn't right. So not the ring's fault at all. But uh, I will I will amend that and get them on something and and give them a crack. 
Yeah, Although yeah. I, the joy is now, I know a number of guys running those rings without without issue. So yeah, well, I mean, just just looking at them and handling them, they're, they're a well-made piece of kit. So mm. Mm. yep, and they hurt. They're, they're probably usable. They're quite solid, so they'd be usable on cats as well. So they'd be cats tested. Yeah, cats tested. Yeah, if you happen to drop it on a cat hard enough to kill it, it'd, yeah, yeah, would kill yeah. It. good. Mm. <laughs> These are the important things. So, Ian, your rings have been cat tested. <laughs> this this seems to be the new benchmark for for shooting gear. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it personally. Yeah. More yeah. stuff should be cats tested. Yeah. No, I like it more than cats. Yeah. Good. So anything else that we've we've seen? Greg, did you find any miracles? Is this skim through no, options? No, no, no. I was looking for gadgets. I saw no gadgets. No. So I'm going to have to wait. Hopefully something good gets released. We do know of a particular couple of items that are being released at shot, and, and when they are released, we'll we will talk about them. Mm. But they look very very exciting. So we shall hold on to that until we do our post shot show reviews, or we start sharing stuff through the uh, through it. So make sure if you're not on our Facebook page, make sure you like our Facebook page uh, because no doubt there'll be bits and pieces there. But as I said, eighty five forty one tactical uh, six point five guys. And probably Precision Rifle Media. They'll They're, be all over it. Yeah, they'll be over. And there's plenty of other people who are yeah. there and sharing stuff. So I know Nick from Ignition Custom Engineering's there. So if you, I don't know if he's going to be posting stuff, but it might mm. be worth following as well. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, that'd cool. be good as well. Mm. So on the weekend, finally, finally sort of hit a goal that I was after. So I don't know if you remember back in... I think it was 2016 I set a goal to hit 2,000 metres and and never attempted it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never even tried to attempt it. And it was just a combination of time and setup. and every time we were out in a position where we had the range, we didn't, mm. we weren't set up for it, didn't have the guns or really hadn't set the focus. And the weekend just gone, we made the decision to go, right, well, let's, let's go out there and have a, have a crack at it. Mm. And... I hadn't the the gun wasn't in a stock. It didn't have a scope on it. You know, all every, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the things it, was, it shouldn't yeah shouldn't do. So did all that, put it all together. And that's no big deal really. But the problem that I had, the major problem that I encountered was the powder that I was running, which seemed to be the only powder that worked in it well. Mm. I had no more Vitavore powder, Oof. and there is no more Vitavore powder coming in at this mm. point. So you've got to change anyway. So I bought a bunch of two D one seven. Because I tried triple two five with zero success mm. uh, across multiple projectiles previously years ago, so I thought, well, we'll just we'll try with two two one seven and see how we go. I, I believe just quickly that's marketed as H one thousand, I think, in the US. It's a really good question. I'm fairly sure it is. Yeah, we'll just run with that and happy to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's one of the powders that's made here in Australia and, and marketed. Yeah, in the US under a different name. Yep. So, yeah, and so went down there. I took a few different projectiles. I had been running the cutting edge bullets, which I think were a two eight eight or a two seven seven or something along those lines. But they had a recommended twist rate of one in nine point five, and I got to run in ten. And I remember the last time I attempted to take this gun to just over a sixteen hundred, it was all over the shop. It was mm. yeah, just spraying around it. It was all around the target, but it was it was unpredictable where it was going to hit. So I suspect it was tumbling at that point. Yep, yep. 
And so this time I took those, but I didn't end up using them. I took some other copper projectiles, which I won't name the brand because of we, we had some issues with them, but I'd, I'm going to put it down to user error rather than projectile error. I, I want to follow up on them, hence the reason I won't particularly name name them at this stage. We'll, we'll try and find out a bit more about them. But that's what I started with, and yeah, we went through a bit of a process, a little bit of a quick load development, found a, a neutral point in the velocities, and, and then loaded yep. up some rounds, and they were shooting fairly well. Mm. But our data on that was all over the shop. You got the, the list there? Yeah, just it is H1000. H1000 yeah, yeah. for our US friends. So those... Uh, other projectiles, two hundred and twenty something uh, weight wise, in copper. They they were the data was just was not lining up mm. to what they were saying. It was mills out at at eight hundred, let alone sixteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. And just lost all confidence uh, at that point <laughs> in in being able to hit much or anything. Yeah. They were consistent, but they were just so far out. And just you know, you we were, we were not being able to see where they were landing because they were dropping into a valley. We're just we're having trouble getting them to correlate to, you know, a, a mm. model, a ballistic model that we yeah. could run through a, yeah. through a calculator. And you of course something going, oh, what have I entered wrong? What have I, you know, I've done this pretty rushed. So anyway, we had the old faithful Sierra three through eight, three hundred grainers mm. there. I thought I'd throw some of them in, just some conventional projectiles. I tell you what, we we ran out and ran them through a what an eight nine round reload development mm. and got them there. They they shooting through yep. the same hole yep. at 100 so took them out to 1600 and they were doing exactly what AB was predicting they would do yeah yeah so within within a few clicks yep. and so tidied that up got a few hits in a row on 1600 and mm. then we went out to 2000 metres so the, the end result the net result of that hugely long story was mm. uh, did manage to connect but didn't manage to get the consistency I was after so I sort of feel like I've I've ticked a goal, but I haven't really achieved the mm. purpose. Granted, it was twenty mile an hour winds yep. and and gusting, and you know Andrew was there yeah, and winds pretty nasty in that region. Yeah, it's not the most friendliest wind, wind patterns. Yeah. It's not you know mm. it's not from. I mean, it's a lovely long range property to shoot on, but from a realistic point of view, mm. it's a very challenging. So know, how about consistency in elevation? Well. Yeah, that looks good. This is what these boys would tell me that the elevation was pretty good. Yeah, yeah like it was, yeah. like most, I would say, you know, ninety percent of the dispersion was in in windage, and that, you know, you could feel, you know, you'd fire the shot and you got what was it, four point seven or four point yeah, eight seven? Seven. Like yeah, yeah, okay. That's a yeah. long time. You know, you yeah, could feel the wind changes where we were, so no doubt there were wind changes. There. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, I think on a calm day. You'll get a lot more consistency. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. It, the with the first night, it was about sort of seven thirty, quarter eight mm. that night. We shot, and I had I did them in batches of ten. And the first what well, first nine because I didn't actually set the first one off properly. First nine didn't get a hit, and and did on the last of the ten. So mm. I was pretty, I was pretty excited, you know, just just yeah, hit yeah. it. But I, I sort of, it was a hollow victory if I say that. Yeah, where you hit it, but you would have liked that yeah. consistency just to say, yeah, it's on. Yeah. And then the next morning went out hoping the wind were down was down, mm. and it was down, but it was still very present. It, it, it was down till we got up there and started <laughs> shooting. Yeah. yeah, you're spot on. Yeah. 
and so we got up there and again it had picked up yeah. I don't know 12, 15 mile an hour and that was fluctuating the whole way through yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. You, you've been down there yeah. Greg it was, it was virtually two not, or three directions up there well not it was not far from where you were <laughs> yeah. stationed for that last comp so yeah, it was on okay. top of that hill yep. and you, you're talking probably five or six wind patterns on the way yeah, down the target yeah, yeah. and that's a that's a big uh, <laughs> big puzzle to, to average. Yeah. Well, again, I, I did an, a, a, about 19 shots in two brackets on the second one, and I got one mm. again from there. Yeah. Frustratingly enough, we had a blue tub out that we'd put out earlier in the day to, to signify where the target needed to go and then went out and put yeah. the target out once we'd prepped it. Yeah. I hit the target three times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I hit the target twice. I hit the tub three times. Oh. <laughs> that was immediately to the side of where the t- plate yeah. was. So. Yeah, and it was okay. actually narrower than the plate. Um, yeah. Just just for record, the, the plate was a 1MOA target, just un- slightly under 1MOA target. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, it's not a huge, you know, we're not even running like a, you know, the size of a door target to try yeah. and get hit. So, I mean, had we been running a 2MOA target, our hit rate would have been... Yeah, you would have got quite a few on there. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Because, you so. know, like, I mean, it was a circle target, and if it was a square, you would have hit corners <laughs> multiple times. Yeah, yeah. As was the catchphrase of the day. Um, yeah, we'd certainly edged, you know, top corners, like yeah. in bottom corners consistently, but had it Circles been a square... Don't have corners, so, yeah. Had it been a square, would have hit it all day long. No, not quite, but it was... Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy. It was it was yeah, great yeah. To, to achieve, but my next goal is, is consistency with it. Yeah. So a couple of the things that I'm, I'm I'm contemplating is the I mean wind was a big factor it always is going to be and that's mm. just yeah you that's know, one thing I continue to practice and I'll be f- honest that when you know we we know a fair bit about wind we can see it but at that distance and on that range it was really hard to gauge. Yeah, I mean, you consider yeah. just if if nothing else, how far above your line of sight the projectile yeah. is actually traveling. It, it's yeah, a long way off the ground. The higher you get, isn't it? it picks well, up, it can change, it? and very yeah. difficult to actually determine that. But mm. Um, mm. just it's jogged my memory. There was yeah. a, an article I saw earlier this week, I think it was, uh, yep. or maybe late last week, about a a three mile shot that was made in the US. And uh, that was the one within ten shots. Yeah, they hit it on the yep. eighth round. Um, yep. Mm, nice. Yeah, with a yeah. with a four hundred eight shy attack. Um, uh, yeah. Huge elevation what, like that. What sort of grains they throw in with those things? Four fifty grains. Um, yep. Yeah. So, um, it, I think th- I didn't read the the full detail of the article, but um, I mean th- these guys were set up well. And uh, you know the, yeah. this, the, I don't know what the base was they had on the rifle, but it was enormous. I mean, it was raised, yeah. you know, ten or twelve inches above the top of the receiver just yeah, to get the yeah. elevation it needed. Yeah, I'd like to read a little more into that. I mean, that to me, you know, that that's good. You know, if, you, if they can hit yeah. it within that, within eight, yeah, uh, that sort of range. It's a long way. Yeah, it's, it's a long way. A lot of variables. Not too far off five kilometres. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, look that. I believe it was in a sort of a desert type area on a fairly flat country. Yep. yep. Which would help a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because you get a much more consistent wind across the distance, wouldn't you? Or close to? Yeah. You should. Um, should, yeah. I, I haven't actually should. shot in that really flat kind of country before. Not, you know, 99% of the shooting I've done has been in, in hills. Yeah, uh, undulating. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got 
you know, multiple gullies that shoot over, and that creates a lot of different wind patterns. Yeah. But having said that, I don't, I don't think that actually makes it, you know, sort of any, in any way, shape, or form easy for them. It mm. just maybe makes the wind a little more predictable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's a long way. I, I'd, I'd have to check the flight times, but it'd be you know, well, well yeah. over 10 seconds. You know, you're probably yeah. talking 15 seconds or more. Um, it's a long time for the bullet to be in the air. And that makes a lot of sense to try and take those shots in a place where you can get consistent wind rather than complicate matters, you know. Well, we're um, just suckers for punishment, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, uh, yeah, I know that area well that you do most of your shooting, Sam, and it's it's that, that wind profile is pretty complex yeah. uh, at times. And, um, and it's, it's just rarely consistent is probably more to the point. And that's probably the main thing to, to work on, mm. uh, particularly with that distance. And we don't use wind flags or anything like that. It's purely observation. There's some areas that are real difficult to observe. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, that'll come in time. Yep. The, the other aspect that I really think just needs the attention is reloading. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just being really consistent, as consistent mm. as possible. My SDs are a bit higher than I wanted them to be. Mm. They're probably sitting around eight uh, on yeah, that okay. load. And... and that load was thrown together. Those Sierras are good, but I, I mm. know that perhaps I had a lot better SDs when I was running the copper projectiles because they're a okay. much more consistent projectile. Mm. So whether or not it'd be worthwhile to trim the projectiles so they're a little bit more consistent from projectile to projectile because mm. I certainly noticed that. You look at the top of them, you go, these are all over the shop. Yeah. And so I suspect there may be an element of that. The Yeah, and... and I actually noticed when I went from those 220-odd granites in copper to the 300 Match Kings, I was starting to feel it in the shoulder. So the, the 220s, yeah, right. were, the recoil of them, I mean, it's, you know, it's a, a heavy, break, heavy gun, muzzle yeah. brake, all that sort of gear. And the recoil of the the, the lighter projectiles, you know, we were talking about it sort of feeling like a three three or eight. Yeah, it was yeah. not really a wasn't concerned. Bumped up to the three hundred grainers. It's like hello. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It certainly woke me yeah, up. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm still I'm touching it now. I still touch tender. Yeah, from cool. It. Yeah. Uh, so that's something I notice specifically, yeah. and yeah, I, I you know again, I, I hopefully didn't put me off too much. I think I just I copped it rather than did that. I yeah. probably did. A little bit lighter, lighter touch from the gun. So do you think with a little bit more recoil than normal, you're controlling that recoil? Are you happy with the way you're controlling that recoil? I think so. I, yeah, I could think you're pretty happy with your position. There was a couple of shots. And, yeah, a couple yeah. of shots I can certainly tell you that I, you know, I was unhappy with what yeah. I did. Yeah. But they were, you know, I picked the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one there. Um, so I... I think yeah, pretty heavy. Yeah, because yeah, the reason I say that I've, I've, you know, recently gone from muzzle brakes on everything, mm-hmm. and, and I'm talking varmint shooting here. I'm not talking long range. Long range. Yeah, even your 22 uh, Marinko. Yeah, yeah. Test it on cats. That's a beast. By the way. See if we got surface rust. But um, I've <laughs> gone from a quality gun. There. Yeah, oh, it's a ripper. Um, and I've gone from muzzle brakes on everything, and I'm only talking six mils here, right? Yep. And then to no muzzle brake, and I was a bit, I, I, I really found that I'd let myself get a little bit sloppy on some of my, especially shooting out and of your releases. Yeah, yeah, on my releases, yeah. and, it, and it caught me on a few shots, like, and I missed a few foxes, and I, I had to tighten things up a little bit. Do you know, I was so used to the, the lesser recall. Mm. I don't know whether I got lazy or whether I got sloppy, I don't know the right word, but I definitely had to tighten up. Yeah. I, I, I felt it like I was thinking afterwards, well, actually during it, going, 
I've been so used to 260, 6.5 Creedmoors, 223s yeah. recently that I haven't shot a gun with some decent recoil for a, mm. quite a considerable amount of time. And so, it, yeah, it really sort of jumped it's out to me. It's only subtle. It's only, like, for me it was, for me it was quite subtle. Yeah. But um, I definitely noticed something, you yeah. know. I let something go while I had <laughs> muzzle brakes, you know. I got a bit lazy. Yeah. I, and, and yeah, definitely had to just think, oh, all right, let's tighten everything up and bang, I was back on. I, I do have to say I, I did feel fairly comfortable, like, yeah, shooting cool. it. I just, I, I, I know I copped it a lot more. Yeah. And I felt it. Yep. And I was, you know, on the Saturday, Sunday morning, I probably took less shots than I had intended. Yeah, yeah, I went, yeah, no, nah, yeah. just make them, make them count. Yeah. And... But I think I, the trigger is the exact same across sort of six of my guns. So yeah. I, I was quite comfortable with, with the trigger pull. I, wasn't, yep. I don't believe I was flinching with it. Yep, yep. And, yeah, but it's certainly, certainly an aspect of it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Just aspect. had to ask a question. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're shooting those kind of distances, though, I mean, it's it's yep. interesting to put, I mean, uh, um, Applied Ballistics has the, the facility in the program to to show you the the ver- you know the variance on target you're going to get just from standard deviation alone though yes and that's cool yeah mm. I mean and obviously you could work that out manually yeah prior yeah, yeah. just by running the the extreme high and lows of yep. any given load and it's noticeable I mean I, there's there's oh, been yeah. some discussion online of guys shooting 308s at, at long distance you know 2000 plus yep mm. and I, sort of pointed out well you know you can yes you can do it but if your standard deviation is you know double figures yeah yeah 15 feet per second you, you are, that's gonna hurt you, know, you. you you are basically hitting by luck um, yeah and mm. that to me it doesn't it's not that interesting you know i mm. want to be able to go all right the rifle and the system and the ammunition is capable of it if i do my part yeah and that's you know, that's go, what was good to yeah. hear about you saying that sam shots were 90 percent Elevation-wise, I took a lot of comfort money. in that. I'll yeah. say I, I took it's a huge cool. amount of yeah. <laughs> comfort in in the fact that others were giving me feedback that I was I was missing left, right, yeah. left, right, left, no. or maybe not, but left, left, or right. You know, it was, yeah. it was and that's cool. Yeah. yeah, elevation. There was there was yeah there was a couple of shots that were off, were proper off, you know, high or low. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. and that, you know, again, that's where I think those perhaps that that focus on reloading would would minimise that. Yeah, the odd flyer is what you're saying, yeah? Yeah. Mind you, yeah. At, at those kind of distances, it's a lot harder to diagnose a flyer yes, yeah. a, a fault in the ammunition yeah. than at 100 metres or 200 metres in that uh, it doesn't take, you know, it, it could be the could tiniest... Could have sneezed when I shot. The tiniest, you know, mm. muscle con- contraction <laughs> in the wrong direction or something, you know, so minor in your technique that you might have changed inadvertently can do that. You know, at 100 metres, you might get a group that's uh, you know really, really accurate. Mm. And you'll get one that's clearly out of the group. You can go, well, okay, I didn't pull that. Yeah. That was definitely something else. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I think it's yeah, it's important. You know, you take your shot and you go, yeah, shot. Yeah, review your shot. Actually, you got 4.7 seconds in that regard. Yeah. Uh, review your shot in that period, and yep. you go, everything, everything's felt right. In fact, actually, the the shot, the first shot that I made that I hit. I, I shot and I released and I went, oh, something didn't feel right. And I've broken, you know, I've gone through yeah. this sort of, this thing we do, we, we sort of shot assessment through and went, you know what, actually everything tick boxes. 
I just perhaps was lacking the confidence on that shot. It was the last shot for the day, a bit nervous about it. Yeah, yeah. And and I actually went through every you know, everything I did and I went, No, actually I ticked the box and everything. Yeah. And then I've looked up and I've gone and it's hit and the magnetos flashed. Yeah, I've yeah, gone yeah. yeah, right, okay. I obviously did do everything. <laughs> yeah, because I know I've had a few where you, you know where when just as the shot releases you go, Oh, I stuffed that up and um you sort of straight away know. Yeah. But sometimes it hits the target. <laughs> And you go, well, yeah, they pulled it, it onto bad. the target. I've felt bad, but it still went down. But most of the time, it, you know, it goes off. You know you've sent a flyer. Yeah. Normally, but, yeah. You see, that, that's the thing I, I found when you're shooting those really long distances. Mm. Everything can be fine. Uh, you know, if you've got a, you've got a perfect load developed and, you, you know, your technique's good, yeah. it, you know, you just get that, that left to right dispersion. And it's yeah. nothing, nothing you've done with your technique that's yeah, the problem. Just, it all comes down yeah. to the wind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... You know, some years ago now, shot um, on a property down near where we were, yeah. And we had a target set up at just over two thousand. It was two thousand two hundred and twenty-five meters. And ironically, I, got, I actually managed to hit on the target with my first shot. Yeah. Um, with an untested bullet, you know, we zeroed it and ran there BC, and it, it happened to work. Nice. And then you know, we we got several more hits, but everything was on the same wind, you know, same elevation. It was just left, left to right. right, left yeah, right. And yeah. You, you know, you, when you're talking you know, more than four seconds in the air, it's tough. There's a lot of luck involved with it, to yeah. be honest. It is. There's so many uh, things that are very difficult to measure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and look, it's, it, ar- it's ironic, actually, where, mm. where people think um, that, yeah, where people will, will go, oh, it's, it's only four seconds. It doesn't seem like a whole lot. But I, I tell you what, if we left it quiet for 4.7 seconds on this podcast, Which we have done, it would feel like a long time mm. if you're waiting for that bullet to hit, and it does take yeah, it does take a considerable amount of time. Mm. One of the things you just mentioned though was having a perfect load development, and I, I think I was far from that. I, I don't yeah. think I, I'd managed to bring the SDs down. I managed to bring the velocity consistency yeah, down. You seemed to perform reasonably well, given yeah. that you didn't get to do the amount of data collection you wanted to. But I think I might have said eight before, but I think I ran twelve rounds. To get yeah, down to that that node, yeah, I run a whole lot more than that. But anyway, <laughs> well, it was, it was that's a bit awesome. Of, yeah. Bit of time pressure, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And and so we, we you know, only ran a few, and I think I, I th- you know, we try and try and do our best to, to grab the node fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was real close, but I think yeah. perhaps I could have gotten a little better. So yeah. that's you know, that's again, that's 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 a restriction on on, on the time frame we had. And also a uh, fact of me not being organised enough to yeah. do it before. And, and probably just a little diversion there in that, because mm-hmm. you've done a, a reasonable amount of load development for your 338, you probably had a pretty good knowledge of sort of the MVs you needed to hit to hit your nodes. No. So when you change powders... Oh, oh honestly, No. Did that help you narrow down the amount of shots you needed? No. Or no, no. Too many, too many years between drinks. There? Too many years. I think the last time I did low development on this yeah. gun would have been four or five years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I can't remember what I did yesterday. So. I keep, <laughs> I keep records enough to know what to load. Yeah. That's about it. Three, yeah, cool. three through eight caliber projectiles. Yeah. 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 And good some stuff. powder <laughs> behind it. <laughs> so my yeah. my record keeping certainly um, I've I've got an area of improvement I yeah. can work on. And, you know, given what you've both said, you both said 
Like, because I haven't done extreme long range stuff. I, I, I've barely done like beyond a K, right? Because I'm yeah. more of a hunter. But you've both done extreme long range. You've both done pretty well in terms of elevation. The wind variance sure. is, is sort of what's getting you. It'd be interesting if they bring out a uh, laser wind lo- reader. Yeah. yeah. Laser wind reader. Yeah. What will that do to people's ability to reach out? It, it will be that's really an interesting. interesting. That's an interesting discussion. In fact, you know, that would be that would be one to put to Nick Vitalbo. That would be a wonderful conversation. Wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, look, obviously that's, that's where it's heading. Um, yeah. You know, from a military point of view, they want to maximize the hit ratios in in a mm. combat zone but i mean that flow on effect will will come yeah um, it, 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 take, it does take the skill out of it though well do, do you, you know, know what? I've, I've, I've we've had this a few chains of thoughts you yeah. know like for me i think my god and i think for sam it's the most ultimate training aid you could get as a training aid absolutely and yeah. and from a military perspective when you're sitting there with a spotter and a Jeez, oh, you, you've got to improve your hit percentage, your first-time hit percentage. You will, to. you will. But it, and, and yeah, but I see what you're saying from from a, um, a raw skill point of view. Absolutely. Yeah, like you're not. Uh, I guess the thing with a with a system like that is you're not you're not learning how to do it yourself. Um, yeah. Which, but, but are you learning how far out you are if you make a judgment? Well, the thing is, and this is where I guess it would depend on the person using a, a system like that. Yeah. Um, you or I would would try to learn from it as mm. much as we could. Um, I guess what you know where 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 the market is driving this is the military market, where they're oh, not yeah. necessarily so concerned about people knowing the you know, soldiers mm. knowing all that. They want to be able to hit that target. And yeah, that's it. it. Hit that's percentage. It. Um, Bingo. You know, yeah. And if they can simplify that, that's that's, that's what they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. I guess different motivations, mm. but this this will this will perhaps a long bow. But this will bring you back to one of the things that I was frustrated in high school about, and it was, you know, we'd be doing maths and we'd be using the calculator. Oh, you can use Here we go. All right. So the, the, back in your day, there wasn't such things as calculators. Yeah, I think mate. we had you slide had, rules. <laughs> not even that. Yeah, just abacus or had beads or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so. You would, you know, your teacher would say, "Look, you're not always going to have a calculator on you every day." Yeah, no, you're right. Well, actually, I know where you're I, I do have a calculator on me every day, mm. and and that's the way it is. And we would probably have have had this same discussion if we were doing this podcast prior to rangefinders being commonplace. Yeah, we don't talk about estimating range all that much now, do we? No. No, and then you know, in in reality, we don't. So what I think it is, it's you know, I have had that discussion and perhaps have had that argument with people about you know the wind side of things. Mm. It's uh, it will be what did you say before? Is it's a you know we we it's it takes a skill out of it. Yeah, no, it takes a skill out of it. There there yeah. are the guys who will win win competitions in whatever discipline exists when we get to that point in five years, 10 years, 15, 20, mm. whatever mm. it may be, it will be a different skill set we're testing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even if you think about a PRS comp where the wind was taken out of it, we still have to have some serious skill to be able to win a PRS comp if, even yeah, if your wind was a given. Positional and there's a whole stack of other things that at this yeah, point, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's skill sets that are not replaceable by yeah. technology as far well, as we're yet. Uh, 
that will that will certainly be you know around for a long time yeah, yet. Yeah. And, and when we whenever we get to that point, there will be other technology replace yeah. other skill sets which yeah. will test other. And look, I, I couldn't agree more. And there's there's lots of elements. I about think you could hunting. Greg. I think you could probably agree a bit more. Yeah, I will. More. You should will. test on cats. I, I agree more with cat <laughs> testing. But um, now, nah, look, um, you know, a lot of skills out there now uh, across hunting. I guess not. You know, not just shooting. Well, I'll give you a shooting example, but. But, you know, hunting, navigation, all those sorts of things, people rely on technology. And, and if you suddenly take it off them, oh, would they be able to do what they need to do? Would You know, you take a GPS off, off someone that doesn't know how to read a map, you know, those sorts of things. But I'll yeah. also say back on shooting that I personally, I don't do a lot of long-range shooting. So I rely heavily on my Kestrel. Yep. It's like, like you take that Kestrel off me, I'm screwed. <laughs> and, and I'll glad I'll, I'll happily admit that because I just don't practice enough. I don't have enough time to practice. So yeah, technology's there and it does make it easy. Like for me, once you got your data right, you know it makes it quite. Well, for me, it makes it easy. But you took, take that off me, I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle with core skills. Yeah. yeah see, my, I guess my perspective on it is okay. You say long range hunting, for example. Mm. Um, you know, my long range hunting goal is to knock a rabbit over at a mile. I like this goal. Actually, can we, can we change it to a cat? Yes, <laughs> can we, we can. Yeah, test cat. that on cats? Yes, cat testing. Yeah. We have to collect a bunch Big, next time we go. target. No, Thanks, no, Remington. A bit more windage. windage. <laughs> but, uh, but no, so to my, my perspective on that is, Angrier. would I rather it actually be a challenge or would, it ra- would I rather it be easy? If it, if it was something that was easy to attain, it, the, the desire wouldn't be there. Um, be a two mile cat then. Yeah, but I mean, but, but I guess if you if, if you did something like let's say you spent you know a month on the you know a month on a range, practicing with this, you know, uh, wind reader laser wind reader, mm-hmm. and you really got your shit down pat, then went hunting. Without it. Without it. Yep. That do, you, do you really feel that you would learn a lot? And absolutely. Yeah. And and that that is where I, I see its 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 purpose in sort of where I'm looking. Yeah. But if you were to use it for everything, for hunting yeah. included, it, it's almost... You almost have to call it an assisted record. <laughs> well, it, it sort of a, it comes down yeah. to the thing of why are you shooting long range yeah. if you are taking those particular aspects out of it? Because mm. I don't know about you, but most places I've ever hunted, if you want to get closer to the animals, you can. Yeah, I definitely... So it becomes a matter of, I want to test myself here. Mm. And if you're mm. not actually testing yourself, then what's the point? Yeah. So two two things on that, I guess. One is certainly the ability to utilise this technology to, to develop our understanding of it, I think is a real critical part. Yeah, it's a big now, one. some people will rely on the technology so, wholly and solely without an understanding of what it's actually show, mm-hmm. showing them. And I'm not big on that. Yep. I'm big on understanding it and utilising technology to be able to understand it. So if I got given a gun and you know, and a cartridge I wasn't super familiar with, I, I think I'd be able to get some good data out of it relatively quick, quickly using the same process, mm. perhaps without having full access to details. It might take me a few more shots to get on target. But because I've practised so much with the technology, I understand the process it goes through to be able to calculate that. And I think the same would be with a wind reading. But inevitably, we can't, we can't sit here and say... Oh well, it'll take the skill out of shooting because we in end up like those blokes who are around now who are old 
and stuck in their ways and saying all of the stuff, you know, muzzle brakes are no good and this and that, because we, we then end up sort of staying stagnant in our point of time. Mm. Now, if you want to do that, that's cool, no sweat, away you go. But mm. in moving forward, if we want to move with that understanding of things do develop, you know, you're saying that the, the mile shot on a rabbit might become easy. It'll become easier. Easier. So if we if we go yeah. back, though, if we go back far enough, people wouldn't have dreamt of taking deer at a 1,000 metres. Mm. And now we see it as commonplace. Mm. So so w- what will happen is as that technology comes through and that, that ability to rely on it to achieve what we want it to do, limits will be pushed. Now, they may be distance. They may, mm. Whatever form they take there will no doubt be the ability to be on the edge of the limits. There always is there in every yeah. aspect of what we do in terms of shooting, but in terms of technology and life and business mm, and all these mm. sort of things, there's always that ability to be right on the edge of it. So I think what it will do is it will shift where that edge is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. More than, you know, I mean, we know that, you know, a lot of people would have considered the 308 to only be capable of hitting a target at 800 metres and it wasn't that long ago that that was mm. common con, you know, yeah. common understanding mm-hmm. whereas people were at that stage doing it further because they pushed hard and pushed limits mm. further mm. whereas now we go 308 to 800 or well, you give me about three minutes and I'll be there yeah. it's not it's not a, it's not so much of a challenge anymore yeah, yeah. we are definitely technology assisted yeah. And that will continue to grow, I think. And it's, you know, we, we've had this mm. discussion and before. We're technology assisted across the board, aren't we? You know, barrels get better. Or your... your um, Rings are getting better. Your you Robocop know. leg. I mean, that's that's one aspect of... <laughs> the I didn't know about that one. The cyborg... Right. Which leg? <laughs> but anyway... Middle. One in the middle. Um, <laughs> you know, we're assisted in a lot of ways these days, you know, like with with, you know... Um, uh, definitely scopes have come a long way. You could, could yeah. consider it cheating from 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, um, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, not so much rings and, but it be rings and, you know, everything's, yeah. everything's progressing, as you say, and it, it sort of slowly bumps things out. Tis the world we live in. Oh, no, definitely I, I can understand what, what Andrew's saying in terms of, well, is this just a computer assisted stand back, your gun's in a rack? Just tweak the trigger, let it rock. I, you know, I appreciate you know, like, it because if, if you look at it, like probably an extreme point of view there, but um, the, the, the I mean, from the a training is, perspective, God, it's gold. <laughs> you know, like you just go, well, you know, you, you could spend all day not even with a gun. I, one it's of those instant and feedback, just, yeah, and learn so much. Yeah. The thing that I think it comes down to is that we, you know, we sitting around this table and, and others listening, have invested hours and hours and hours, if not weeks, on mm. years, into our understanding of wind and bits and pieces, mm. and then that all go, you know, the, the next bloke that comes along, yeah. <laughs> they, they get it within, the, you know, they, yeah, they pay two thousand dollars for yeah. a device and bang, they've got our twenty yeah. years. 20 of years of fucking frustration on the range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it, it I, I think the gist of it, and I've certainly seen this with guys who have, have been shooting a long time and perhaps stuck in their ways in some ways, it becomes unfair in some aspects rather yeah. than feeling like we're actually on the edge of pushing the limits. Yeah. It's a gimme. Yeah. Yeah. A little no, bit. No, no, no. Well, I understand you, but I really think we've got to embrace technology, especially in a training sense. Um, yeah. I think it's just absolutely that's that's going to help the sport grow. It's going to help 
help people progress. It's going to help. It's going to push the technology. You know, it's 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 the whole package. You know, as long as someone keeps, it's the old glass ceilings thing. You know, like the glass ceilings. Yeah. If you look at them over the last sort of fifteen, twenty years, they just keep getting broken, and uh, uh, with consistency, uh, as technology starts to come in so you know it doesn't matter whether you're a target shooter it doesn't matter whether you're a long range hunter things you know your, your effective range is extended yep yeah Andrew anything <laughs> sorry mate I'm just thinking about shooting cats <laughs> yeah yeah to be fair I now was, I, I am as well <laughs> I think we all are can we put put there trying to get how to rig them up into a clay thrower at 4,000 metres <laughs> No, point blank would do me. You'd made a fox fly, make a cat fly. Well, that was discussed, the hybrid ballistic coefficient of a cat's tail compared to a fox's. <laughs> we, we've had some... There's a little bit of flap. They should be able to like sugar, <laughs> sugar glider almost. That's what I thought the fox was going to do. <laughs> so one time we were up in the Flinders. I think you might have been on this trip. In fact, we've referenced this particular cat previously in an episode where we talked about um, having, I reckon it was a Varmint PRS episodes where we talked about this particular cat where we had two cars on this cat. You remember this cat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so the follow-up of that very memorable. very memorable is... I mean, you, you know, people listening who are hunters will know about rig and mortis and we, we laid this cat out. We we allowed to talk about this. We laid this cat out afterwards, in like a Superman position, so with its legs out and its feet out the back, um, as we went off. Uh, and we went off and kept hunting. And of course, when we came back the next day, it was pretty rock solid in that position. <laughs> I've got nothing to say. Keep going. I want to hear this. I don't remember what Just I was. Where anyway. was I heading with this? Oh, I don't cat, know. Superman. We had locked this cat into a Superman position. I think that thing would have given us the best BC if we'd managed to actually launch it in some manner. So cats tested. That's what I'm bringing back to yeah, you. Cats, cats tested. tested. Yeah, this is the new standard for the firearms industry is cats testing. I think Remington are really onto something here. We've got to keep on the pest management side of things. It's, it's very, very good for the environment. We've got a couple million of the things here in Australia, don't we? Oh, yeah. So, but he... 28 extinctions, I think, from them. And I saw your post the other day from Hunting bloody, HQ. What did I write there? 100 and something. Yeah, I just stole it off the bloody evasive species website. I can't yeah. remember what I put there, but it was like 120 species directly under there. If anyone's listening as a cat owner, we, we have a real problem with cats <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> not I don't domestic. Know not domestic. I'm no, trying to, domestic. I'm, trying to don't, I'm not a fan of either, to be honest. Yeah. Once they're a K away from home, though. They are deemed feral. They in yeah. South Australia. Once they, once they come into the yard, they're deemed feral. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're absolutely devastating our our mm. native populations, absolutely destroying them with an extreme efficiency. Mm. Um, and if you're a fluffy cat lover um, and you're in denial, you've got problems. Keep and, it inside. Uh, there's plenty of studies. There's plenty of papers. There's plenty of scientific research to say that uh, that's all occurring. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. They're Absolutely. everywhere. They're all over the continent. No matter where I go in this continent, shooting and hunting, there are cats on on the ground. Everywhere. So I've got, I've got one more question for you, gentlemen. Yeah, cut that. This this year? I'm not cutting it. 2018. Yes. Gentlemen, have you got any goals? Have you got any things that you're going to work on, things you want to do, you're expecting to do? Anything like that. Cat from a mile. 
cat from or a rabbit. So you've updated it from a rabbit. You've gone to a large target. Yep. You've convinced <laughs> me, Greg. Yeah. Cat's I, I think it's a much more worthwhile and memorable target. Are you going to use a Remington for it? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'll think about it while I'm shooting. All right. Yep. Good. Think 300 win mag, uh, custom-built rifle, yep. Yeah. Good. Excellent. All right, so and that is, is that going to happen this year? We're going to do that this year? Yes. Good. I think we could do it probably where we... Uh, yeah, no, went, I, I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, I reckon you're right. I reckon you're right. Greg? I have absolutely no idea you, what goal to set. Are you gonna try I've and put no thought into this and you've put me on the spot. I have right? put you on the spot. Are you going to try and push your limit? Your, 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 your long range? I'm kill? not doing a lot of long range these know, days. but you could. Um, I mean, we're in I January. Could. I did have we a really good hunting property for long months. range hunting. And that, that's unfortunately fallen away. But, um, yeah, I really wanted long-range hunting goals. That's that's, that's sort of where I'm at. That's that where my one. head is at. You um, want one? Mm. All right. Can you check back with me next podcast? Yeah. So I'm going to have a think about what, that one. What about we set a goal for beyond 800? Yeah. Because you're at 775 well, yeah, now. Pretty, pretty just beyond, just behind so, that. So yeah. let's, go, let's, let's crack the 100-meter yeah. mark. 1,000 yeah, no, no. plus. Or you want to go 1,000? Well, I'll take both. I'll take yours as a primary and <laughs> right, yours as a secondary. Yeah, all right. Let's get, you're oh, going to get beyond 800. Yeah. It'd be nice to get to 1,000. Yeah, no, an 800-meter kill would probably put a big damn smile on my face. And then, uh, yeah, if I can do 1,000, I'd be even happier. Yeah. Cool. No, that sounds good. I'll take that. I like it. Thanks. 2018 covered. Nice. Now i just got to do it. <laughs> well, I've got, got a couple of properties that we might be able to sort that out on. Oh, yeah. I reckon so. I reckon so. Hopefully I get to witness this, uh, what was it, one mile cat? Mm. Don't mm. worry, I'll make sure you're there. Mm. Yeah. I've got a 60, 60 times zoom optical oh, camera that could see probably capture the detail. that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if anyone has a cat they don't want anymore. Feral. Feral. <laughs> send it in. Feral. Just Let, take the send it in. <laughs> send it in. <laughs> Andrew's address is... <laughs> <laughs> Care of uh, Badco Industries, <laughs> send it to any one of his companies, <sighs> and we will end up with it, no doubt. So uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go again with a two thousand meter shot. Yeah, but I'm going to get. What do you think? What do you guys think is a, a one MOA target out of ten shots? Five fifty percent hit rate. I'll is give you three and I'll... Well, you can't get a 50% hit rate with five shots because that would be hitting no, it two and a half out times. Of, out of ten. Out of okay. ten. So out of ten, and you put your hands up for five. I was, so I was going to say, out of five shots, you have to hit it three. Three. Three out of five? 60%. 60%. Jesus. I'd, I'd give you a high five at, uh, at three Can you give me a high five right now, would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There we go. Oh, let's done. try that again but so it comes through on the mic. Yeah, that was no, pretty... That was pretty there we go. I missed. That, but, that's um, going to cost you, Sam. Yeah. I'll... I know my my probably word doesn't quite ring as high, but I'll, I'll give you three out of ten. I All reckon right. that's pretty cool. Thirty percent at that distance. That's that's you know. I know you want more. I, I, I would more. imagine if we had actually gotten out of bed a little earlier. Not a chance. I had two hours sleep. Yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> maybe going to bed a little earlier. As different well. beds. I yeah. should clarify. Different beds. Yeah, different having rooms, having some mental awareness can be an advantage <laughs> when shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eating we, we, before going shooting would have helped us. We, we did shoot until 3am, uh, 3.30am. Uh, you've got to get yeah. out there. And then we sat down and, and drank a bottle of musket. And then Sounds we like you had an awesome night. Though, it was eh? so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the end of it. And yeah. then I got up it's in the morning. Work going hard. 
You're not wrong. Yeah. And you know what? You know the reason we stopped shooting in the morning? Why? Pancakes. That's right. <laughs> we did. We, we were up there and shocking. we had 10 rounds or something left and went, It sounds nah, like pancakes is a real hunting <laughs> ender. Feral killing ender. Yeah, yeah when, when Andrew's ready to take that mile shot on a cat, I'm going to uh, say, Oh, pancakes are ready. Let's go. <laughs> and I reckon I reckon he won't take it. Yeah. I reckon he'll be out loud. It'd be good. Nice. Look at that. So, anyway, that's the goal. All right, what are we setting the goal at? 50%. 50% hit rate 50% at, at a 1 MOA awesome, target at, at 2,000. All right, give it a crack. Can only, can only try. Oh, it's probably going to be another three years before I get another opportunity. To get yeah, that's it. right. Yeah. Spare time-wise. Yeah. A 1 MOA-sized cat at 2,000 metres is going to be a big cat, though. <laughs> we might have to tie a few together. <laughs> Need to start feeding steroids into, into Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll check on Facebook for who's giving away a I know. All jokes, of course. Yeah. Not really. Send them in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I reckon that might be it, guys. We've run out of Jack Daniels tonight. The bottle's empty. So we shall uh, we shall thank you guys for listening. Again, really appreciate it. If you jump on Patreon and these episodes where we are all here together and, and in the studio, for lack of a better word, although we're outside tonight, We'll be live broadcasting until our computer messes up like it did tonight and stops halfway through. Mm. But for anyone on $2 or more, we're going to be live broadcasting and uh, we really appreciate it. It is going to go into some equipment so that when we do bump the mic like this, you won't be hearing it as much, which uh, we're hoping will come through shortly. And yeah, we will be out of here some, some exciting podcasts and bits and pieces from around the country with a whole stack of different guests with interviews from international as well so guys thanks heaps for joining us for the uh this time round. greg andrew thanks for coming in cheers a pleasure thanks all, right. all and we all get to stumble home all right gentlemen cheers thank you cheers thanks for listening to the precision shooting podcast to continue the discussion check out our facebook page and for more information head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au this episode was brought to you by impact dynamics advanced training for the precision shooter